What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. The official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another evening of Jay Bird Watching. Winning cures all might as well be the theme for this evening. It's nice to see that after getting completely decimated in the last week, that we do have something left in the tank that we can turn around and make you know make everything happy again. But Ken, how are we doing this evening? I am doing well. I mean, I feel better now uh, compared to I guess early last week, which unfortunately Graham and I missed. But uh, yeah, it looks like we didn't miss much until this past weekend. Then we felt a lot better. Yes. Um, a very up and down week as we literally went from having the worst of worst of everything to getting back on track and still being a playoff team. That is the biggest thing that is the takeaway from this weekend, Ken, that they managed to claw themselves into relevancy still. Yeah. You know, Craig, I remember we always talked about this. What's with all the drama? Can the Jays not give us a, a drama of roller coaster? Seriously, you know, just just win enough, get in. One time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the, for the next two, three, four series, I'm like, let's say I have no drama. You know, let's just win. You don't have to win pretty. Just have to win. But I don't uh, think they like that whole like not no drama thing because even even the wins we had over this weekend, which we're going to get into here, there was nothing but drama and yes, I know missed opportunities. <laughs> so. Yes. But first, let's let's talk on a high, high note. Did you happen to see what happened in Blue Jays minor league baseball this past weekend? No. What, what, what happened? I heard there's some big news. There is some big news as far as things go. Is the, Canadi- the Vancouver Canadians won their whole championship. Everything. Oh. They took home everything. So the Vancouver Canadians, uh, the single A, high A affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays, took home the Northwest League Championship lat this weekend. So it kind of sucks right now. We don't have our Vancouver native I know. In, uh, Jason, Jason on the show because he'd be ready to spike the football. I have a strange feeling, but that was a really cool little tidbit that most Blue Jays fans are always worried about what's going on in our minor league system after the last couple of years with all the big trades and whatnot. But Ken, that's got to be an encouraging sign that there might be some real talent far Absolutely. down on the farm at this point. Golf clap. But yes, yeah, very, 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 <laughs> very happy about that. All the signs are pointing that, okay, looks like we're doing something right, right? And I think it's the most important thing. Uh, so the fact that we got our single A program doing really well, and of course, that'll hopefully bleed into the double AA, A, triple A, and then eventually the ones that will join the Jays. So yes, okay, I think Jason said he might be able to jump on. We'll, we'll see, might be a little bit late, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed uh, for that. But uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on with the Jays. And, you know, like I said, they really know how to make us uh, work our emotions. That's all I can say. Yeah, because you got something great like that going on while we're getting slammed over here. Um, I do want to give us uh, a special shout out to our buddy Eric Troyden uh, at jaysgeraldduke.com who did a great write-up of the Northwest Ch- Championship. So if you have any um, you know questions, concerns, anything, or you're just wondering a little bit more what's going on, because this isn't a minor league podcast. We only have an hour to play around with, so we got to get into Blue Jays playoff craziness <laughs> that's going on right now. But I highly recommend going over to jaysjournal.com and checking out Eric Troyden's uh, article on that. He might be on the show in the next week, a couple or so, or so here, Ken, too. So we'll see if we can get Eric on the show as well. 
So nice. outside of that, there is one other horrible part of news because without good news, you can't get bad news in Toronto uh, Blue Jays land. And I don't know how much fun you've heard of the actual what's come out of the Alec Manoa saga. No, I'm you're going to tell me something. What's, what's going on with him? I it keeps getting worse no matter what way I it get. It, the more news <laughs> that keeps slowly trickling out, it almost just sounds like he just kind of set him out for the rest of the season, which seems could, very, very odd. That? Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like it was him saying it, not the team saying, have oh. fun. <laughs> so that's the, the difference of where we talked about this a little bit last week, where the Blue Jays would have been like, you know what? We're shutting you down for the season, which is what the news was last week. But coming from Blue Jays beat writers it sounded like it might have been a little bit of the flip of that where he's like deuces and walked out on the blue jays a little bit here for the end of the season i don't know i haven't seen him this is just the fun wonderful thing but when i'm reading these kind of things from the blue jays main beat writers ken it does scare me about what is going on with alec manoa and i hope him all the best and i hope that it's not what i'm reading or at least in the light that it shines on alec manoa with the way that sounds but it has been a crazy season for him, so I well, really don't know what to take away from it. Well, that's the thing, too, right? Because we talked about this all season, is that, you know, is his head getting in the way of it, right? Because physically, he seems to be okay. I think he even lost some weight, too, even before the, this coming the season, actually. And I think he was having trouble with his placement throughout this season. So we thought by having him doing a brief stint in the minors, you know, just to, after that rough start, what was it like one and seven or something like that, where he was like really struggling. And uh, we thought that yeah. that maybe time away was going to be good for him. And he had a, you know, a couple, uh, he was not too bad in the minors. And then we brought him up and he had that really good game. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Chicago or one of the really bad team. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, for some yeah. reason, he just couldn't pull the trigger again. So I don't know. Maybe I, I'm wondering if having all this time off is going to be, is going to help him. Do you think it's going to light a fire yeah, under right. him? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, right? Because yeah. this season he came in with all the momentum of, you know, really close to the Cy Young Award winner last like a couple of seasons ago. So there was all this expectation and pressure on him that I guess he just couldn't really pull it out this time for this season. So maybe this time yeah. off will maybe help, maybe humble him and say, okay, I, I must be, I have to change something because what yeah. worked this season didn't work. Yeah. Well, all this bad news came out this past week in Blue Jays, uh, you know, media. It's, it was actually literally on Blair and Barker and Ben Nicole Smith was on it, too. So it's like every Blue Jays, you know, media person you could think of on this one show talking about what's going on. And then, they're, you know, the flip side of that coin is that you went into eventually talking about what a godsend that Hyunjin Ryu has been. <laughs> In well, the midst of, doing because really you well. had to have that yeah. flip side of the coin to all this stuff going on with Manoa to balance the ship. Where would we be right now without Yunjin Ryu and Davis Schneider and the little fill-ins of Ernie Clements and whatnot in the last two months here of baseball? We, I think we'd be fighting with the Yankees for what we've got going on right now for a disrelevancy, period, right? Yeah, So absolutely. Yeah, well, well, let's crazy, wish, crazy stuff. Wish him the best. I mean, I hope we get the Manoa from twenty twenty two. I guess they could or twenty twenty one. Who was the good <laughs> yeah. one? Twenty twenty one. Twenty one twenty two. Twenty one twenty two. That's what that's Manoa. <laughs> yes, just not the Manoa of twenty two and twenty three at this point. But uh, yeah, so. It is what it is, I think, at this point. But like I said, let's dive into the actual uh, fun here that is the Toronto Blue Jays because, like I said, <laughs> it is a Molotov cocktail that you're juggling a little bit, I think, at this point, Ken, with the fact that they have, like I said, been in, out, all over the place on the spectrum here. Um, just to put the fa fans that are casually listening to this podcast in, we literally went from getting destroyed by the Texas Rangers, and the key word being destroyed, Especially to the, the point third where game. they took their... Yeah, um, I believe that we were outscored. I'm just doing some quick math in my head here. <laughs> yeah, 35 at... to 6 <laughs> in that series. <laughs> 35 to 6? Oh, it looks 35 to 9. No, I think it's 9. We got 4, 3, okay. 0, and then 2. Okay, so 40-something to 9. 
<laughs> Could have got so, one more. Just to make Could've it fun. Either way, more. no matter how you slice it, that sucks. <laughs> yes. Well, or how could I do because... math after being home sick all day? <laughs> yeah, well, it's just because it's, it's Texas, right? So we've had a, a storied rivalry with Texas. And, uh, you know, even if we had split this series, you know, that probably would have been so much better uh, for us as, as a team. Yeah. Because, like I said, we don't want to be losing series, especially now we're at the home stretch where it's like literally what? We got the Yankees, the Rays, the Yankees, the Rays. And then we're then the season's done. Right. So it's not going to be a handful of games. Yeah. Yes. You can't afford to to miss any series. So if they can play 500 baseball at the minimum, that would be great. But uh, they need to win 60% of those games, I think, because the other fun part about this is, Ken, and I'm going to get to this in a minute here, too. But the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners actually play each other seven games over the next 20 or so games are left on the schedule. Let them destroy so, each other. That's kind of what I'm hoping. But in the midst of that, the Blue Jays have to do their job. Because yes. here's the other horrible part, Ken. We hold no tiebreakers over anybody that is currently relevant in the wild card race. So yeah. they have to win. There's no exceptions of it. And not to mention, they desperately need some momentum to beat one of these teams and just not make it a first round wild card knockout again. And if they do make it to the playoffs, I do think it's a more of a when with the schedule that is laid out there, but they need to do their part here over the next few days to just make sure that they're doing that. So, but as I'm, as I mentioned, the Texas Rangers just took a giant dump in the Rogers center and said, this is <laughs> they're almost like they're marking their claim for the playoffs at this point. And right now they currently sit exactly a half game behind the Toronto blue Jays who currently have the second wild card spot, but the yeah. Tampa Bay rays, they're about nine games out of it. So, so they're, yeah. uh, they're, out of reach for us at this point near locking it in. I can't find the stat for when they, it says they, they uh, are mathematically locked in or eat, you know, elim- or, and all the other teams that are eliminated. Yeah. It doesn't say that, um, but it's that close for the Tampa Bay Rays to be yeah. locked in. And right now, I think the more of the problem is the fact that they haven't locked out the American league East with the Baltimore Orioles yet. That is the catch. So yeah. it's going to be one of those two. It's gonna be one of them, but yeah. So you tell me we gotta win out of the rest of the games, 60% of these games for us to get a lock on, on the wild card. And the more the merrier. <laughs> well, yeah, like if we could sweep, you know, those things, that'll be great, right? But we yes. know the thing is it's definitely gonna be a stressful next few weeks, uh, next couple of weeks, actually, because like you said, even if we do that, that's the thing. Was it last season or the season before where we did everything right? Like we won what we need to win, but we still couldn't make the playoffs. Was it no, not last season? I think the season before that, wasn't it? Yes, it was the yeah. 2021 season. We were 91 wins. And if we had 92 wins, we would have been in because we owned the we had the tiebreaker at that time over the Yankees, or it would have forced the game to play against the Yankees in a sudden death playoff game. Right. That was the fun. And that, that was the fun. And yeah. So sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, that's why we're like this time. It's going to be, like I said, I, I don't know who the schedule gods did. I would have loved to have been playing Oakland and Chicago at this point uh, for yeah. to close off the season. But, yeah, and then in the in the remaining 12 games that the Blue Jays have, you hit the nail pretty damn good on the head a few minutes ago. We basically play the Rays and the Yankees for all 12 games. Um, the next set, next seven, six, next six games are on the road, starting yes. off in New York tomorrow evening. And then they play against the Tampa Bay Rays at the Trop. And there's a fun story there, too, that just came out in the baseball media today. And then we finish the season at home, at least. Yes, but my only hope in this whole thing is the Yankees are still playing for that fact that they don't want to be a shitty sub 500 level team, <laughs> so they're not phoning it in, <laughs> regardless of as much as what you would think. There are currently two games above 500, and like I said, they just don't want to chalk that up in Yankee history as a season where they thought they were going to go to the playoffs and I couldn't even finish 500. <laughs> So, right. so they might try to play story. the spoiler for us, basically, right? They are going to be a pain in the ass, I think, for those six games. Yeah. So they, they let's say be. you hope to split, right? That means you have to take it to school against the Tampa Bay Rays, who we could very well be playing in the playoffs. And my only hope with them in that is that last series where they're playing in Toronto, 
to end the season is maybe they bench a lot of their guys because they're going to be guaranteed a playoff spot. And if they're not fighting for the division until the last day of the season, because that's a big difference. If they're playing for the division, they have a chance to actually literally skip around <laughs> and not yes. have to worry about the wild card nonsense. So um, that's what they're playing for at this point. My hope is that the either Baltimore or the Rays, one or the other, I don't care who, run away with it a little bit from the other here in the next couple, couple weeks, Ken, and then we don't have to worry about them maybe that last series because they're just trying to worry about wild card seeding at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, we're hoping that uh, we get the bench warmers if we can. That would be nice, right? But uh, but the thing is, though, we, 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 we can't just – I mean, yes, a win's a win. Of course, we'll take it. But if we're playing, let's see, said like we're playing like the bench warmers or whatever, we almost have to win a little bit more convincingly because if we have like the drama we did with Boston for the last couple of games, it's like it read my mind, Ken. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's nice we won, but we want to want people to not fear us but respect and fear us at the same time that you can't sleep on the Jays, right? But if we barely squeak out a victory against you know the Yankees and barely squeak out the victories against the Devil Rays uh, bench. That I'm like, oh crap, we're gonna have a really uh, hard time when it comes yeah. to the actual playoffs themselves. So before we dive further into where we're going, let's talk about the last bit of how we got to where we currently are right now. Is the Blue Jays did find a way in all baseball <laughs> luck, gods shining upon them, whatever the hell it might be, found a way to sweep the Boston Red Sox this past weekend, yes. and. <laughs> I don't know if I can say it any better than that. Um, the fact that literally we won a game on a swinging bunt in the in the 12th inning, I think. And then the day before that, more extra innings. And just having to have the weirdest of walk-offs over the last couple of days. And the there's only so many things I could take out of these wins other than the fact that our bullpen is lights out right now. Our starting pitching is on point and running the show. But Ken, where in the F are we going to get some damn offense that keeps <laughs> us in these games that aren't little 13, 14, 15 run or inning games that three runs? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? That's the big question because our bats have been pretty much like uh, been pretty strong throughout the entire season. It just so happens that, you know, it seems like we got a little gun shy uh, after, our, after getting spanked by Texas for some reason. Our bats went to sleep. And uh, for some reason, Boston, which is not really a, I, they're not really a threat to us at this point, but for some reason we just couldn't pull the trigger, so to speak. I mean, Hey, Vlad hit a great three run home run that, that won us that, I guess the second game, I believe, or the first game, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, so that, that helps. He's been hitting the ball well, yeah. but we can't just rely on Vlad. I mean, there were moments during these, during the Boston series, I was watching Bichette. I'm like, is it just me or is he seeming like he's struggling a little bit? Yeah. Right. So just, there is that, but to that fact that the, the Red Sox were a pain in the butt this weekend because they were still they're still playing for their lives. And yes. they're in a very much drastic situation compared to where the Toronto Blue Jays are. They're five losses away pretty much from getting mathematically eliminated from the playoff race. So that's where the fun of that whole piece is. The Yankees are seven, and then the other wild card contender that we have technically can't mathematically get eliminated until the last day of the season right now because they have 12 games left and they need 13 losses to get eliminated right now. <laughs> so, and as the Seattle Mariners, uh, it's just that's the, how math works, right? <laughs> so, um, right now, this is a four team race and three really on top of each other between the, the Seattle Mariners, Texas Rangers, and the Toronto Blue Jays to hopefully be those wild card teams. So, problem is, there's only three spots. There's four teams there in that equation, Ken. So the Red Sox are holding on to a threat, just like the Yankees are currently, but it's getting to the point of desperate, right? They have to win every stinking game, and then the other teams have to somehow choke in that same fashion, right? Mm -hmm. So over this past weekend, what we saw was the Blue Jays finally put enough in the uh, win column to be able to keep relevant, right? They are in the race, not outside looking in at this point which was what everybody feared after that sweep of the texas rangers well so. yeah we just didn't know like once you got especially that 10 nothing loss where i think the the, the, the fans were just 
angry with the Jays' performance, and I didn't want to watch the game. I just saw the score. I'm like, yeah. Did so? What, what it was, was hard it? to watch? It really so, was because even the I'm booing in my seat at home, let alone all the guys in the Rogers saying, "Hey, you know, so, the whole gang on the flight deck is yelling at him." So, so what, what what really happened during that game? So I know I saw the score. Obviously, Texas was offense was clicking. So what let us down in that particular series on the whole? Was it the pitching? Was oh. it the, <laughs> was it everything? We just couldn't hit find anything. I think there would have been enough good pitching if there was anything to back them up. The problem is every pitch at the beginning of those games, Ken was high leverage all of a sudden because they saw what the Rangers offense was doing. So when you see them doing what they were doing and just annihilating pitching, I'm not surprised you end up being in a hole right off the bat because it just took that much extra effort to stay relevant in those games. You got guys like Robbie Grossman hitting their tenth home run of the season for Christ's sake, you know, in the one <laughs> in that ten nothing game, and then they just could not find a way to solve any of the Texas Rangers pitchers. That was the other piece to it. So yeah. it's, it wasn't what they got like, like the game that you and I were. We, they finally found a way into the, the one we went to against the Kansas yes. City Royals with. Uh, Cole Regan pitching yes. and um, but it took something to creak that door open too. And that was all those wild pitches. They never got that good <laughs> luck break that they needed in any of those games against Texas. And that's where the bipolar opposite of everything for the Red Sox thing was for Ken was the fact that they got those lucky singles, those lucky hits, the bunts, this, that, whatever it was. Be and then, like you yeah. mentioned a minute ago, Vlad actually showing up. You know, Vlad is so key to this offense going, especially when Boba Shet is not clicking. There has to be somebody thumping in that lineup. And until the last couple of weeks, that guy has been Davis Schneider, a guy that was yes. relevant in spring training. I love him to death, and I got had the pleasure of meeting him. He's the coolest guy on the planet. But it's just mind-boggling to me that where we would be without any of those guys doing that. And then if you miss the throw in a Davis Schneider and the <laughs> Buffalo Boys to be able to do that, it's where would we be relevant? That, that's that's a good Maybe question. A strange I mean, feeling. Yeah, I mean, that, now that's you got the thing. At least hitting the ball. Well, yeah, and we definitely need at least half of our lineup to really pick up, right? Because you know what's going to happen generally, right? Because if if the Jays are really close and whether it's playoff time or just to make the wild card, the pitchers know what they need to do with Vladdy, right? They're, they're just going to zero in on him because especially he's the bulk of our offense. So if we do not yes. have Bichette, we don't have Chapman, Varsho, Springer, I think Springer was struggling the last few games as well, right? If we can't have our, our regular starters, you know, uh, pick up the slack or the Buffalo trio of, of Schneider and, and Clement and, and, you know, what is it? Horowitz or whatever, anyone who can't, we can't rely on those guys. We're going to be in a lot of trouble, right? Because we're supposed to have a, a good amount of depth on this team, right? But everyone kind of needs to be on top of their game, especially these last few series that are very vital for us making the, that, the playoff run that we're talking about. And everybody gets on it. And, and this is the first person, you know, that everybody always jumps on is the fact that our offense hasn't clicked because Vlad has not been Vlad for this whole season. He still leads this team with 24 home runs. He still and leads RBIs. this team with 90 RBIs. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, what else do you want the man to do? He can't put this whole thing on his back and truck it. It's not, you know, Joe Carter in the 93 World Series, you know, or what Paul Molitor did with the World Series. You know, this is a whole season. And the fact that you've been getting the most production, Vlad is in the top three of every offensive category that we have outside of batting average. Yeah. And actually, he is batting average. I sh I'm shocked that in the midst of that, he actually qualifies, you know, is up there with Witt and uh, Bo. Um, but to that point, we have seen some signs of life from Springer and so on and so forth. And it's just amazing to me that where we got to and how we've gotten here, that this offense, if these guys played their season averages, Ken, we'd be winning almost every damn ball game right now. Yeah. <laughs> with it's Bo, Vlad, Matt Chapman, any of these guys. None of them have had good seasons for their careers this year. It's like they all fell flat at the same time. And all I'm the thinking worst thing to happen. Is, you know? Yes. <laughs> and all I'm thinking is we need a new 
fucking hitting coach. And I'm looking at the guy in Buffalo and Matt Hay <laughs> that's been doing great for all these guys coming up. Who's our hitting coach now? But maybe that's just me. What was that? Who's our hitting coach now? Um, Guillermo um, Martinez. Uh, I forget. It's not, it's, I'd have to so look Mattingly it is the bench coach, right? Like he's just he just mm-hmm. okay. That the right hand man to Schneider. So yes, not to say this is going to happen. Knock on wood, this doesn't happen. But if for some fluke we don't make the playoffs, who is the who's the blame going to be? Is it going to be on the players? Is it going to be on Schneider himself? Always the manager. As yeah. much as I don't want to see it happen, it's always the manager. It's yeah, it's Guillermo Martinez is the uh, hitting coach. I was right. Yes. So, but I will be shocked if any of this pitching staffs around next year at all. And um, I'll be this person. I said a million years ago when um, crap, who was who? Oh, Charlie Montoyo got hired. I wrote an article for at the time I was writing for this company. Um, for my buddy Adam's website called South of the Six, because it was all New York writers write about Toronto sports. <laughs> so <laughs> it made sense. Um, my the last article I actually wrote for that website was how is Pete Walker still here? Question mark. Because he's just been here. And I I I'm I'm all for it. I think it's great that he's been here as long as he's been here and whatnot. But maybe we're at that point, Ken, that it's time for a change and I don't know if you do anything but promote Don Mattingly at this point as much as I don't want to see it. Like I said, I am a Schneider fan. Has there been plenty of dumb moves? Sure. But that's what managers do. They things up sometimes and then they do a lot better on the whole. This is still going to be damn near close to a 90 win team. I can't hold him completely responsible. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's the players that have to actually perform, right? Because Schneider can't throw all the pitches. He can't, hit all the baseballs to try to get us the victories right he's his goal is you know this the the strategy and the management of the personalities that we have to work with Mm -hmm. right so i mean it's going to be very vital that and let me ask this has this ever happened where has a manager ever been demoted and promoted so i'm saying so let's say if it doesn't happen that we give mattingly the book to to manage is there still a way we keep Schneider? Like, would he be a, a number two? Like, would he, if they swapped roles, is that even a thing? I've never seen it happen, and I would That's highly doubt it would happen. Yeah. So, but to that point, like I said, I'll be shocked. I think at this point, it would be, it might actually get solved at the front office level. And, and that if that's what happens, because, you know, like I said, it's the Atkins and Shapiro thing, right? Shapiro's contracted it, I think. Atkins is up for his contract. So either he's on that, like he's only got one more year left on it. Maybe he ends up being the scapegoat. He put the team together, said this team was going to win. Yeah, he's not wrong. It did win. It didn't win enough, maybe, is the catch, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of like with the, the, I think when the Raptors got rid of their uh, coach when after they won the NBA championship, right? Like there was that expectation there. I think he lasted maybe one or two seasons after the Raptors win, and then you know they got rid of him. So let's hope that's not the case with with, with Schneider, because like you said, I mean he's been with the system for I don't know how long. Like how long has he been a, with the Jays organization? He started his career with the Vancouver Canadians as a coach, but he was a player with the Blue Jays before that. So it's been probably damn near a decade at this point. So he's in home being grown. drafted as a player, coaching, move. He, if you wanted the poster child for their guy, that is the guy. And I, yes. that's my biggest problem in this point right now. You marched him up to be that guy. I mean, if you're not going to stick with him a little bit here, that's where the catch is for me. But yeah, we'll see what happens here. Yeah, you got to give him at least. It will a, be one of those things yeah. I think that's going to come very quick if they miss the playoffs. Yeah, you got to give the guy at least a couple of years, at least. Unless unless it's for some reason we're pulling Alvin over, we're just got, way down, right? This is the second he's season? He's got two more years on his contract, I think. Yeah. So. So he's yeah, got at least but, next year. I'm pretty sure he's got two. So I wanted to say they started this year with a three-year extension for Schneider because this is, remember, this is his first full year. That's the thing yes. that everybody forgets. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> right? he took over he's last year. Already, right? Yes. Correct. He's still learning. And in the midst of this, he's got a great mentor with uh, – Don Mattingly right there. And Don Mattingly seems very happy here. So I don't see him just 
popping smoke and running away unless yes. he does get that full-time manager's job would be my guess but i don't know you know at his age does he want to keep doing that or is he happy just being the the ear you know the the guy that talking into the ear for the manager at this point let somebody else make all the hard decisions and not have to do well that's what i'm wondering do. right does maddie <laughs> even want like to be it right does, does manly want it yeah right because he's been doing like he, he was the head coach for which teams um before the jays miami marlins and i feel like there's somebody else but i'm blanking because i'm only thinking my miami marlins i'll take a look but he's been he's been around the block for a while right so you know yes. could he take the jays yeah but, but but remember this is remember the fluke in case we don't actually make the playoffs because i think we're assuming Correct. we're gonna make it even if it's just by the skin of our teeth, we're, we're gonna, gonna make it by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> you know? So we're just gonna think positively, fans, that we're gonna make the playoffs, and that's when the drama can kind of begin, right? So we'll, we'll see what what happens with, with that. But uh, so let's not talk too much gloom and doom here. And exactly, uh, apparently, when you type in Don Manley for uh, baseball and try to look up his stuff, it only it doesn't come into his coaching career. <laughs> I assume he just keeps talking it about the shows his actual yeah. stats. Yeah, yeah, it's those damn cyberns. Those damn cyberns. <laughs> but anyway, I do want to point out because um part of the actual talk that I have had with David Schneider during the uh, walk-off podcast little deal in Toronto when I was there with you the other day yes, was yes. um we they were actually asking him what's going on in Buffalo? Why are these guys coming up so ready to hit? <laughs> you, you got three perfect examples in Horowitz, Clement, and obviously David Schneider. What is going on, and what is the the secret sauce to the buffalo chicken wing going on with the buffalo bisons <laughs> or whatever it might be? And David Schneider pointed out Matt Haig, who many Blue Jays fans might remember as an adversary at one point, but he actually finished his baseball career as a player in the Toronto Blue Jays system and played for the Buffalo Bisons, had a career year in AAA, and the Blue Jays were, I think, ready to re-sign him. And he goes, no, I'm good. And he oh, became man. a coach for the Buffalo Bisons at that same time. So in the midst of that, clearly he's figured out something to do with hitting because he batted like 300 Ken that year with the Buffalo Bisons. It was a, it was one of the best Buffalo Bison seasons like on record, especially in the Toronto Blue Jays era. So knowing that he's doing something right down there and they still got Devon White coaching and other guys down there too. So there's some major league presence in that and Blue Jays major league presence in that uh, dugout down in Buffalo. So I'm curious to see where that helps going forward eventually. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But I thought that was a very interesting point that David Schneider pointed out. Just that coaching so, staff. So you said Devon White's part of the Buffalo Bisons. What, what coach is he? I think he's a first or third base coach, which shocking. He was a great base runner, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was very agile, way, very good arm. But yeah, no, that's, that's great to hear. Like we got good pieces in there for Buffalo to help mold the players that are ready. Cause like you said, I miss uh, the Buffalo triple threat that we have already is, 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 is proven to be, you know, very valuable to, to this run, especially in the second half of the season. Right. So, you know, is it fair to put some pressure on them? For these last few series though no it's not but it's gonna happen anyway well, <laughs> yeah. davis batting right behind vladdy i don't think there's any other way to split that lineup up right now any differently yeah i, I think so too and and you know what hey they want to be in the big leagues they're in the big league so gotta deal with the big league pressure right because that's all the, that's what every player is, to, is there for is to play in the pros yeah. and not just to sit on the bench but to be called to be needed especially when those uh tense moments in a game are so are they going to rise are they be the cream of the crop or are they going to sink right and let's fingers crossed that they're going to rise to the top for what we need uh, especially to help push this run forward just because i know you'll like this one i'm so far some of them have been the cream of the crop yep <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's all I'm oh say. yeah <laughs> <laughs> show man oh, all right man. so 
might be thinking of Slim Jims now at this point. I don't know why. <laughs> Snaps, I miss but, the Macho Man, but yes. I just miss all that kind of fun period like that. Even the Blue Jays old ad campaigns and stuff used to have more fun than they currently have. Um, I happened to be, like I said, I was homesick today for work. And um, I was flipping through the channels. And uh, I don't know, if the, you guys have the Pluto TV thing, I'm assuming, in Canada, too. It's just web TV. Mm. It's free. You just go on plutotv.com. Oh, okay. And I never really want to watch it. Okay. It shows up on my Google TV thing in my house now. So it just comes up. I'll look so up Pluto. It was TV. saying that there was, it was showing MLB like best seasons, right? Oh. And they had one on Roy Holiday. And they were, and oh. um, they were talking about, you know, after all, all the success he had in Toronto going to, and just dominating with the Philadelphia Phillies, like we knew he could, right? But I remember the commercials when he was on the team back in the day, right? There's ones of him skipping rocks out on the lake, and all of a sudden you just see a, a boat start sinking. Like a little guy <laughs> I, I think I remember right? that. <laughs> Stupid stuff like that. Nobody has any fun anymore. Have some fun. <laughs> yeah, I think Vladdy I mean, going like this in the dugout is the only guy having any fun anymore. <laughs> well, that and when they did that thing with his dad, right, where they, you know, through that yes. pitch, he's like, I would have swung, I would have hit that or something like that. <laughs> I saw that. I thought it was hilarious that you guys pointed it out. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right, because the, the at stressful times, there has to be something to break the tension because otherwise you're just going to be so tight and so stiff that you're not going to perform properly, right? So you have to have that, you know, that fine balance between, you know, time to be serious, but also it's okay to have a, it's okay to have a few laughs uh, during the middle of the game and stuff like that, especially when it calls. Because, you know, who was, was it when we lost to Oscar and who else was it? Who was the other Jay that? Uh, Loris. Yes. Loris Gurriel. Right. So. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. We need that. It seems like Vlad is the only one because even Bo, he looks very serious. Yep. Oh, he's super serious. And so is Davis on that whole thing, you know. So you get him and those two in there. Matt Chapman clearly is when he'll yell at John Schneider for doing something stupid. <laughs> you know, it's those <laughs> kind of things. Um, I did just find a random funny cl- um, MLB.com clip here that I'm going to share right. with you because it was actually uh, Danny. Danny Jansen, I better okay. kill him audio here. Is it going to play or not? Uh, more or less, Danny right Jansen now. was uh, speaking to uh, George Springer's at bat, trying to wake it up. Okay. So he's holding it up here, and he's like speaking, and they actually put StatCast up on top of it, saying that Danny Jansen knows two languages, and that was, it was amusing. I was like, come on. this is Of course, it's going to be stupid about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it's probably something with Twitter not wanting to be on the broadcast thing because ah. you know Elon's locked locked all my fun stuff up on Twitter. <laughs> Come on, Elon! Oh, step sorry. it up, man. X. <laughs> I know people still get. I don't. I think that's. I, I like. Okay, he likes X's. That's great, but people still call it Twitter, man. So you gotta. It'll take some time before you really do a get name change. It. Where it'll stick, right? But um, correct. Is it just me? I think so. when I was watching the games with Boston really quickly here. Did they actually have two inflatable dumbbells as their celebration thing? Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> what the hell is that? I, I, they used to do the like cart thing where they ran down the. I don't know. I guess they're trying to bulk up, like maybe the old Saturday Night Live bit. I'm gonna pop, yeah, pop you, up. you up, right? So <laughs> I saw that. I was like, "What the hell is that? Is it okay? Hey, whatever works, right?" We had the jacket, yeah. and then they have the. Uh, that, and who was the one with the trident? Was it the Mariners that actually had the trident? As the Mariners, still, I think. I think oh, they were boy. still doing that. Um, I was saying, yeah, that's right. They are the ones doing the trinies. I was saying, if we we're going to get traded tra- to Oscar back this year, he needs to take the trident with him when he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that start would a be feud. Nice. Yes. So, but like I said, I wanted, I do want to talk Ken before we get going too crazy on here. The f- craziness of those walk-offs. So, yes. like I said, one of them being literally a swinging bunt. Whit Merrifield has to beat out that play. Otherwise, Vladdy will not score. Yeah. <laughs> it just seemed like the stupidest way to win a ball game. And I saw Raphael Devers come in and pick that ball off, and you saw him. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> but it, it it, didn't it remind you of, like, uh, was it Major League uh, One? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think it was a Major League One, where I think Tom Berenger's character did that. He won the game on a bunt. It was an actual bunt. Yeah, and Not same thing with I think. <laughs> yeah, same thing with uh, Mr. Baseball, Tom Selleck. 
Yeah. Right. So they're expecting. Yep, there you go. You know, but I think Merrifield used the fact that I don't even think that anyone would have thought that you would bunt to try it out anyways. And that Vlad looked confused as well for that first few seconds. You're like, <laughs> oh, I should run. Right. But at least unlike a few of his teammates in that same damn game, <laughs> at least when the contact play was on, Vladdy actually ran home. <laughs> yes. There were a few moments so, where there was like, oh, they forgot they didn't tag up properly or whatever. They 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 ran too far from the base before they had to tag and it was too yep. late to try to run. But uh yeah, and then in, that was <laughs> you know something bad is going on with Buck Martinez sounds like he's ripping his hair out. Just <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he must have talked about Bo down that one not tagging up right for 15 minutes after that. He, yeah. And he was 100% right on a hard line drive. You go back to the base, you know, if that ball's on the ground, you start running home. That's the difference, right? So well, I'm sure yeah. these are things you're te- teaching your kids at little league level, right? But that's just how it is. Well, sometimes yeah, things I mean, happen. Uh, it, sometimes it happens. And, uh, you know, we got to talk about, of course, the last game with uh bat chapman returning because he's been struggling since he came back and it's nice to see him i think he was a what two for three or two for four or something in his last the last game or something that he was back in but remember on the the whit merrifield butt swinging butt game he was pinch hit for kevin biggio and kevin biggio doesn't hit that hit we don't even get a chance for wit to get that walk off in that 13th yeah. inning yeah 13th inning <laughs> that biggio uh, hit in the ninth was the one that tied the game up well Led to the tie. Well, yeah. I mean, I think Biggio has been slowly, you know, showing his value for the Jays. Uh, I wish he was a little bit more consistent with it. But, you know, he's he's, he's, he's playing not too bad. Like, we're really happy that he's helping us win. Uh, let's just hope he can take it home and up his game by the time we uh, finish off the season. But, yeah, like, nice to see Bat Chapman back. I remember the first part of the season, everyone was calling him Bat Chapman. And that's what I was even calling him, right? But, uh I'm- yeah, but for some reason, he wasn't uh, doing the super great, but you know, he's coming around the last couple of games. Let's hope that uh, that trend continues as well because we're going to need that bat. Yeah. Speaking of another bat that seems to be finding some legs to go with his you know, awesome frame here is Dalton Varsho, actually. His I was going to say Varsho. Same game. So that was a nice encouragement because he actually had a good, you know, he was another reason that things went right in the day before that too. Same thing with that. Biggio one. He was the one that drove Biggio in on a ball that just kept sailing and sailing and sailing into the outfield. So it yeah. worked out really well for Dalton Varsho in both those games, one on a pinch hit, one on actually, you know, he starting looked, the game on Sunday. Yeah, he looked pumped. Like when he got that, I think we got that triple or something like that. I was like, wow. <laughs> Furious, man. I was like, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody that like would have got more pumped up uh, on that, but that was like the exact expression of every Blue Jays fan watching because that's yes. how we felt all of a sudden seeing them get back and claw into that game because at that point we were down Ken's the other fun part so yeah. that got us tied up well yeah like we don't oh. want <laughs> I don't want to be losing and then have to come back in the end right we, comfortable wins are nice but uh Correct. yeah like so I don't even I haven't checked the score what's the what's the live score we have right now with the Jays Nothing. and the Yankees off tonight they're off oh they're off they're starting tomorrow right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're okay. like me your day in the future i was thinking the same thing i'm like i gotta get the game it's tuesday and oh wait no it's not <laughs> yeah it's a tuesday uh, so well we're gonna need the, the other break. fun part about that game on sunday jordan romano gets to pitch to rafael devers in the ninth. no i'm sorry i take that back romano was used too much on the night before it was eric swanson that was pitching yes. against rafael devers in the ninth with two outs why in that. the F are you pitching to freaking Raphael Devers? <laughs> I don't care who's next after him. It was a lefty on righty matchup. Raphael Devers always finds a way to beat us up. Don't pitch to him. It just made no sense to me. Intentional walk would have been nice. I, I, or being and, and, and the other thing is, too, he got him up 0 2, too. So he was cruising. Swanson was looking great at that point, but oh yeah. my God, you, I, you can't let your bat, the, the best player on the opposing team be the one to beat you. And I guess yeah. at, at that point, he didn't technically beat us because he tied the game back up. But after that marathon we had the day before, I was like, oh, come on, here we go again, right? Thankfully, yeah, well, it didn't last as many innings. I mean, and no one got to the bottom of the ninth, but yeah, who would have but known at that point, right? What I found really interesting was that I think when he was pitching to him, 
It's like a 97 mile an hour fastball that he was throwing. And he just yeah. cranked it. I was like, I'm like, it's not like he yeah. threw like a, who's that pitcher that we was the last game where the guy who only threw like curves and sliders and slurves and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I'm forgetting his name. Yeah. Whitlock. That was the, you're, you're talking about the Red Sox guy, right? Yeah. He has a Whitlock or something. He didn't, I think he had one fastball, yeah. like, like I saw at 91, but everything else was like slow. Junk ball. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but and, yeah, it was Whitlock. And a lot of, a lot of strikeouts oh, yeah. too for the Jays. Unfortunately, we were getting beat by the slow, by slow pitches. Right. And, you know, his fastball wasn't even that. Fastball hitting team. That's yeah. the problem, right? So the, they're, everybody's been beating us with junk ballers and whatnot. And I made this joke last year, and unfortunately, I still think it's relevant. If the Blue Jays, if you want to get a win against the Blue Jays today and you need it, you better just pick whatever the fuck random arm out of your damn minor league system and throw them out on the hill because they won't be able to hit them. Guarantee it. New pitchers well, yeah, against I, the Blue Jays for some damn reason. Don't know how uh, the, the Blue Jays won't find a way to hit them. Well, the funny thing is, I think when I was watching a lot of the Blue Jays games here, I found I found like the most common strikeout was always low and away, and most likely yeah. a curve or a slider. And I find that we seem to be swinging at those pitches a lot for some reason when we're striking out. So yeah. not that we say we want to give uh, the other teams advice on how to beat us, but uh, <laughs> for all our other listeners who are not Blue Jays fans who want to beat the Jays, please pitch us fastballs. You want us to just you want to just just, just pitch us fastballs, we're good. Yeah, Santiago Espinal killed me in a clutch situation where he swung at one that was like 10 feet in the other batter's box. <laughs> I, I get it, it's a slider, and I know it's not easy to hit. But still, I was like, oh, come on. You had the count in your favor, just keep the bat on your shoulder. And it was one of those things. <laughs> so well, it's, that would have been all about Paul that. four, I think, in that situation I was thinking of too. So that would have been a guy on base versus a strikeout. <laughs> well, that's what I like with Vladdy actually, because he will, he is taking a lot of pitches. Like he's not like first pitch swinging kind of thing, right? I mean, unless it's a really a pitch he likes, but he's very patient, yep. I find, which is, I think, does he have the it's, most walks for the Jays? I can find that out. But so... anyway, he's getting back to that is the catch, Ken. He yeah. got away from that for a while and it was kind of driving me nuts. Yes, he has the yeah. most. He's tied. Yeah, he's tied with, with Bell. Brandon right? Bell. Yeah. Brandon Belt has the him and they both have 60 uh walks. The crazier thing is here that Brandon Belt's done that in ha- almost half the games. <laughs> <laughs> 97 Belt? games versus 146. Matt Chapman yeah. being the next guy. Yeah. So Chapman swings a lot too. I think he is leading the league in strikeouts and leading the team in strikeouts, unfortunately. Seeing uh, that number yeah. right now, he's definitely leading our team. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is and it I'm, making me so hurt that he's not going to possibly be a Blue Jay next year? <laughs> I think we're going to lose him. So I think he's going to ask for too much money. I really do. Because he still had yeah. enough of a defensive year and enough offense this year to merit a pretty hefty payday because he's the only decent third baseman also on the market this year, too. Ken's the catch. Uh, so if you want somebody even of Matt Chapman's caliber, you have to trade for him. So there's really, the yes. So well, bet. some team can oh, overpay boy. overpay him this year. As much as I like Matt Chapman, I I also think we have too many good options coming that we can't ignore between Edison Barger and uh, Aralvis Martinez, both being third basemen. So that's my personal thought. Coming to so spring if- with those two guys and maybe a trade for somebody that's also a throw in, and see what happens. I'll make this joke too that David Schneider didn't look too bad at third base those couple of outings that he had either. Um, Kevin Biggio's looked a lot better at third base than he has a lot. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Out there. I've been shocked. And um, I don't like that left side of the infield one way or the other is all day, every day still, but you could do worse. Well, that's what I was going to be wondering. Like, do we have someone that can take Chapman's place, right? Should he leave and all that sort of stuff. So you talked about Snyder, you talked about Biggio and stuff like that. You know, th- those are decent options. Like I said, they, I've seen them play. It's they seem to be pretty good. Yeah. But uh, I guess they're not commanding the. Uh, they're not giving the offense that uh, I guess Chapman did give us, right? Yeah, I'm in that ballpark of right now with everything that's going on next season and can't hurt unless it's the right price. If you get Matt Chapman here on the right deal, sure. 
fine. I'd love to see him back. But I have a strange feeling you're going to end up over, 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 oh, my God, paying him because he's also a Boris uh, client. So he's one of Boris? You know, the, the mega, the mega freaking uh, agent, Scott Boris. Oh, He's one of his clients, so he's going to get paid. And here's the other part to that point, Ken. I'd rather pay Hyunjin Ryu right now. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I'd rather give Ryu the money, and yes, he's he seems to be okay. It seems to be healthy now, so you know, and he's still only pitching what At five innings or stopgap until they find somebody else in their own system yeah. to come up with, whether it's a Ricky Teedman or whoever. Right? We did <laughs> talk about Teedman before the season. Ryu. Yeah, we talked about Tebin earlier. He's in the finally season. back in pitching. That's why nobody's been talking to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got off to a great start and got hurt. Oh, uh, that's why. He's the one that over a hundred yeah. miles an hour. What Tebin had? He's damn near close to it. Yeah, and I think we used him what a couple so, of games this season, and then we brought him back down. Right. He has not played for the Blue Jays yet. You might be thinking of um, crap. I'm trying to think of his name. You're thinking of Nate Pearson, maybe. Maybe that was it. My mistake. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> we had a so, big arm. And, you know, yeah. Yep. But anyway, Ricky Tiedman is looking very good for a Blue Jays future. And same thing with Josver Zuleta, <laughs> who was talked up massively by Jay Jackson at the event I went to with the walk off podcast saying that he's the next big thing. And I trust Jay Jackson's judgment on that. I've been thinking the same thing. I just can't wait for him to come back and see what he's made out of kind of thing. But so, like I said, that's next year kind of stuff. <laughs> so can you walk me through about Jay Jackson? Because at least according to some of the, he looks really good for what he's providing. Is that is he just not the the guy, whether it's middle relief or closer or setup man? Like he doesn't seem to have a defined role. He's on most major league baseball teams right now. And this bullpen we have that we've amassed with the Genesis Cabrera and Jordan Hicks, all of a sudden, I think Jay Jackson's unfortunately been squeezed out, which I kind of hate, especially looking at how well Trevor Richards has done lately. Hmm. Richards doesn't look healthy or something funky is going on. They can't get the feel of his change up the way he had it earlier in the season when he was the biggest reason we stayed relevant for a long time because he was the only one that was eating up innings in that bullpen. And uh, he was also even starting those few outings while uh, Manoa was really kicked out of the rotation too. So I don't want to write off Trevor Richards, but right now I would rather win some damn ball games and just say, Hey, Trevor, don't worry. You'll be on the playoff roster, but Jay Jackson's coming in to help us get there. Yeah. Cause it seems like for guys like uh, Jackson, it seems like he's, only meant to work with maybe one or two batters worst case or longest case maybe one inning it seems like right like there's so he's not the guy to close it he's not the guy to set it up he's literally if you're pitching to one particular player of the opposing team is when you kind of bring him in looks like right yeah but to that point he has excelled amazingly and yeah. mind you he is also in my opinion in the midst of a playoff race the kind of guy we need in that bullpen because he's been there done that and he's also apparently quite a bit of a goofball from me talking with him that night <laughs> <laughs> so, love the goofballs um, well it, it, you need somebody like that around and you also need somebody like him that has the experience this guy was a great pitcher as a starting pitcher for a good chunk of his career. And he's obviously fallen back more into a relief role, but he is a solid reliever, especially when the blue Jays clearly have gotten him down to some two pitch combo, three pitch combo, whatever it might be, but he's been chewing people up for the 30 innings that he's been with out of the bullpen for the blue Jays this year. And yeah, I'm just like I said, I would, I'm more. worried that Trevor Richards double those innings is maybe just a little worn out. You know, it could be a million and one things. So yeah, I know. Nice. I want to see some more out of Jay Jackson. Like you said, he's one of the more experienced guys on the team, but you know, still would like to see him uh, contribute a little bit more to it. Because for the times we used him, it's been pretty good. Yeah. So that's why I was wondering why do Trevor we use Richard, him more often? Yeah, Trevor Richards in his last fifteen innings has a ten point eight ERA. That's okay. fifteen. Innings. Um, so I'm not trying to be like I said, call out. Trevor Richards completely because he's one of the big reasons we've gotten here. But right now you just got to shit or get off the pot. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> so 
Um, but to that point, this is also a bullpen that has had Bowden Francis in and out, who's done really well. Um, you know, he's got a 1.73 ERA and 36 uh, innings. You know, we had a bunch of innings eaten up by Nate Pearson, who at the beginning of that was looking like he could be stealing a job from somebody. We now have Chad Green, who has been doing well since he's got settled in, you know, things yeah, like that. He's looking There's good. a lot of. There's a lot of good pieces going on in this bullpen. And that's the thing that, like I said, it just sucks that he gets pushed out a little bit because of this whole situation, because he's that good too. And I think he deserves to be on this team. Yeah, I think so as well. Right. So we'll see. I mean, we're going to be having heavy reliance on the, on the bullpen, especially for these, for the next few series and stuff like that, especially if we're having a couple of run lead one, two run leads that we need to maintain and the, and the starter's gone then we need these guys to definitely also step up and play their role to get us to get Romano to close it out. Right. So, you know, let, let, let's, uh, let's hope the Jays do, do well for these next few series. And, uh, Oh, it's definitely going to be exciting. Ken, we need nine wins is what we, so you said we needed 91 or 92 wins. I think 92, I think my guess was 93, but yeah, it's going to be tough. Okay. So let's say I, we'll go in the middle of those two between 91 and 93. 92 wins. We, if we need, if we are going to get to 92 wins for this season, we need to win nine of the next 12. Not impossible, <laughs> but also definitely not easy. <laughs> it's going to be a little rough. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that cements the Blue Jays' future as a uh, playoff team if you get to that point. So that would be the difference, right? Anything short of that, you're playing with the baseball gods. Yeah. Which we might as well have been rolling the dice in the last three games yeah. for anyways, at least <laughs> definitely the last two. But when will the luck run out is my question. And I think they need to stop worrying and run relying on that to happen. They need to start figuring out what they need to do to get this offense moving. Um, so on that note, Ken, tomorrow we have Yusei Kikuchi against Cole Schmidt for the Yankees. Then we have uh, Kevin Gosman against, um, crap, what's his name? Mike King. And then we have Jose Barrios versus Garrett Cole on Wednesday evening. So, or Thursday evening. So, it's going to be a fun time in New York here, is what we're running into some, the only pitching left in the <laughs> Yankees starting rotation, unfortunately. <laughs> so, what are you thinking for that series against those three? I, I think you're going to have some good luck against those two first gentlemen, but Garrett Cole has been Garrett Cole, unfortunately, this season. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, I think we're going to do okay. Knock on wood. Right. But uh, I'd be happy with two out of three, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I would two prefer the sweep. Actually. There. I know. I would still two prefer the sweep though. <laughs> yeah. Because if you said, if we, if we have 12 games, we got to win nine. I don't want to lose a game to the Yankees. Yep. I, I can see maybe getting it from the Rays, losing a game to the Rays or two, because mm-hmm. they've always been, you know, they're they're really good, right? They're, they're the they, ones that if they take two out of the three for the remaining series, is that would get them at ninety one wins. Yeah. So, so they're going to need to squeak a sweep in there somewhere. That's yeah, I would this, think it's more likely to see it against the Yankees than it is against the Rays. Yeah, that that's yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Maybe the Yankees, not so, so much the Rays. Rays, I'm happy if we get a split. To be honest. You know, still want to get, yep. still want to win the series, but I'll take a split if that needs be. But oh boy, it's definitely yeah, not I, boring here. They, I, yeah, I think they need to step it up these first three games against the Yankees and set the tone for the end of the season here. And I would think, honestly, I'm pissed that we had an off day today because they would have been flying high a little bit into New York to be able to, you know, ride the momentum a little bit from the two wins and the walk offs, the two walk offs. Yes. So. It would have made it a little bit easier, but maybe a day off ain't so bad either. I just hope they come out swinging tomorrow night in the Bronx and they'll be able to t- ride a ride a win behind Yusei Kikuchi, who has been one of the better pitchers for the Blue Jays as far as record. This I'm season. hoping for Yusei so. Kikuchi to get his 10th win of the season because I feel like he's the only one left. We have Bassett already with 10 plus, Gosman as well, Barrios as well. So it'd be like, yes, Kikuchi, get, the, uh, get it for the Jays, right? So we have all their starters with the exception of Manoa, who's basically gone now as <laughs> all the ones with yeah, double well, digit and Ryu hasn't been around long enough to <laughs> get 10 wins. Although he's put a good dent in that for somebody who's only been around as long as he has been so far. Yeah, but absolutely. to that point, 
so let's talk, t- quickly talk picks to click. So, Ken, yes. seeing you weren't here last week, I'm going to shuffle these names up. and you tell me uh which one of these gentlemen you think might have had the best week in blue jays baseball out of these four guys we had the hot dog kings the loony dog guys here last week that was a very very fun show and a you know shout out to those guys who got their last loony dog hot dog night of the eve of the year this coming tuesday so we have one more week and then they get (laughs) get that so we had Brandon Belt, who didn't end up playing. <laughs> yep. um, we had Whit Merrifield, George Springer, and Santiago Espinal for the picks last week. Jeez. Pretty rough. Oh, my, it's a pretty rough. <laughs> none of them really stood out. It's, uh, the only thing I could think of is that I think Merrifield might have pulled it off, especially with his game-winning bunt. That's the only thing I can think of, of, of how he remembered because the other ones, like you said, Bell didn't even play. I didn't hear a peep out of Espinal. So I'm going to go with Mary. Other than, like I said, he swung at some bad pitches. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to unfortunately pick Whit Merrifield, I think, is that white, too. Because he, out of those four gentlemen, he had the only thing offensively going with the walk off, even if it was a swinging bunt. But he had some other good hits he peppered in over the week, too. Yes. yes. But Ken, guess what that does? That gives you another win. <laughs> because one of the wow. lady dog guys picked it. Big for your spot last night or last week. So that's nine wins for you on the season. I think you clinched it. Just saying. <laughs> nine wins. <laughs> okay. I was, the next close, I was the next closest with six. Jason had four. And the guest spot had three. So that's all your weeks in Blue Jays baseball. But Ken, it is yep. your week to pick first. So who are you thinking for the uh, next week uh, here? I am going to pick. I'm so, so I'm uh, I'm gonna switch because um, I just don't want him to have um, a pick over here from uh, last week with carrying over okay. Brandon Belt. So I'm gonna take the initials, which is Boba Shet for the okay. other one. So it'll be BB still. So that'll right. be Jason's pick. And then we had George Springer carrying over in the guest spot. So okay. anybody but those two gentlemen. Right. I'm actually going to go on a limb here. I'm actually going to pick Chapman because I think for some reason, as he's struggling and he started to come around a little bit, I think he might want that money at the end of the season. Like wants to, so I have a feeling he'll want to actually try to perform a lot better, especially near the end of the season. So I think he's going to try to step it up a bit. I hope so for the Blue Jays sake, because they could, they could really use a veteran, especially a playoff veteran, like, Matt Chapman stepping up because mind you, many Blue Jays fans always forget this. He played in the Oakland A's system. So he was in the playoffs for like four years in a row or three years or something like that. So he's played plenty of playoff games and pretty much all of them against the New York Yankees because that's just how wild cards and playoffs always turned out. Let's Um, utilize that on that note. Correct. Get some juice going, right? Get it going. And uh, kind of like how Springer always turns it on this time of year, which he yes. had a pretty good late week last week, too, but he didn't have any walk-offs. He did four defensive plus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pick Alejandro Kirk because I've been dying to see some more out of him. He started peaking up and then kind of leveled off again, and then I'm waiting for that next step to look like regular everyday King Kirk. So Naval beef. I think that's it. So, Ken, is there anything you wanted to discuss or anything this evening before we go off the air? No, I'm good. I'm just excited for the next week or so. And uh, let's just let's keep the momentum going, Jays. Yeah. So, Blue Jays fans, on that note, we are going to possibly be here again this week, depending on how the playoff picture turns out. Jason was uh, expressing some fun this week, Ken. I don't know what your schedule is, but we'll talk about that when we see some good or bad or, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> from the Toronto Blue Jays this week and see what happens, Blue Jays fans. But we are going to be here, especially next week, as the Blue Jays look to wrap up the season. And then hopefully we're not going into the season off-season preview already that following week. We'll see what happens in Blue Jays baseball. But we are here with you, Blue Jays fans. Make sure you join the conversation on here on all of our social media. We are the official podcast at jaysjournal.com part of fansided.com and just make sure you listen to whoever you get your podcasting pleasures for we are here and ready to go are we good ken we're good <laughs> all right one two three Woo! let's go blue jays george bell
Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdwatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining us to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.